Welcome to Tales of History and Imagination. Eccentric Tales from History by Simone Whitlock. Hi everybody, just a quick note. Uh, technically, Tales of History and Imagination is on a break until mid-July. So I can make a start on the second half of the year. In reality, we're picking up quite a few new listeners on the podcast of the moment, and I wanted to keep that momentum going, so the following is a quick mini-sode. Today's tale is set in the city of Strasbourg, then part of the Holy Roman Empire. The date, mid-July, 1518. Frau Trophea, a local often written about, but rarely described. So I choose to imagine her as a medieval Tony Basil, possibly galliarded, gavotted, maybe even alamanded her way down the streets of the city. Dancing to the beat of an unknown drummer, she spun, twisted, and thrust her limbs akimbo in what must have seemed unrestrained joy. At least she did, until she collapsed out of sheer exhaustion. Not yet done, she got up, dusted herself off, and continued to dance the night away. Frau Trofea danced into the next day, and the next, until a week later she found herself surrounded by 34 other dancers, all moving and grooving to the same silent reel. By this point it was clear to all, the medieval flash mob were having anything but a great time. Some dancers screamed out in agony, Others appeared zoned out, as if in a trance. By the time the Great Dancing Plague of 1518 was done with Strasbourg, in mid-August, close to 400 people had danced themselves to death. The incident remains a matter of conjecture to this day, though medical experts have an idea what may have caused the plague. The earliest accounts of dancing plagues came from Christian preachers who were later canonized, so carry all the usual distortions found in hagiographies. In the 7th century, the Frankish bishop St. Elegius was so incensed with a group of dancers disturbing the vigil before the feast of St. Peter, he cursed them to dance non-stop for a year. Legend tells, a year to the day these poor dancers gave out, most dropping dead from exhaustion. Another legend tells of the missionary Willebrod traveling through Waxweiler, Germany in the 8th century. He caught a group of revelers dancing in a graveyard and rather sociopathically cursed them to dance forever. Three days later, he was back in Waxweiler. The families of the dancers begged and cajoled the missionary until he relented and cured them of their dancing fever. On Christmas Eve, 1021, a large group of parishioners broke into an uncontrolled dance in the city of Bernberg. They carried on till completely exhausted. In 1237, a large group of children danced from Erfurt, Germany, to the neighboring town of Arnstadt around 20 kilometers away. In the city of Maastricht in 1278, 200 dancers congregated on a bridge over the river Meuse, dancing until the bridge gave way beneath them. 
Dancing plagues didn't truly go viral though until the 1370s, when people broke into a boogie in dozens of cities across Germany, eastern France and the Netherlands. The villagers danced on, screaming in pain and begging clergy to cast the demons out of them. Back in Strasbourg, authorities tried to make sense of the phenomena. In their investigation, they discovered Frau Trophea had been ordered to do the housework by a husband just prior to the dance. She flat out refused before shimmying out of the house and down the road. After much consideration, the experts decided in the heat of summer, the townspeople caught hot-bloodedness. The only cure was to dance the sanguine infection out of their systems. Orders were given to build a stage and bring in musicians and professional dancers from all the neighbouring towns. A massive dance party raged on for a month, till all the survivors were danced out. So what could have really caused such an incident? In a 2009 article for The Lancet, historian John Waller suggested that dancers had descended into an altered state of mind. Having discounted ergot poisoning, ergot is a fungus which gets into flour by growing on rye stalks and can cause hallucinations and involuntary movements. He suggested a psychological cause. Strasbourg had been through a couple of particularly awful years. Recent harvests had been poor, leading to starvation and a leap in the costs of grain. The region was also racked with multiple diseases, from bubonic plague to leprosy, to an outbreak of syphilis. Surrounded by doom and gloom, the town's mass nervous breakdown took the form of a dance to the death. In the years since, we've seen similar phenomena in June bug infections, mysterious poison gas bandits, Tanzanian laughing plagues, German Coca-Cola poisonings, an outbreak of Tourette's-like symptoms in an upstate New York high school, spates of headaches and nausea caused by a probably imaginary sonic weapon among American soldiers in Havana, Cuba, and so on. It is likely we can add medieval dancing plagues to the list of psychogenic rather than physical or metaphysical illnesses. Thank you for listening. This has been Tales of History and Imagination. All episodes written and narrated by me, Simone Whitlow. All music, yours truly. Visit the show at historyandimagination.com. You can follow me on social media, links in the show notes, and get access to exclusive bonus content via my Patreon, also in the notes. If you enjoyed the show, please leave a like on your podcatcher of choice and share the episode as word of mouth is the best way to help shows like this grow. See you back in two weeks' time for more tales of history and imagination.